In the beginning, the universe was created. This has made a lot of people very angry and has been widely regarded as a bad move. This show will attempt to find the good, the bad, and the weird, and convey them in a seriously irreverent way. Get ready, adventurer, and as always, we apologize for the inconvenience. Hi, I'm Steven. I'm Aaron. And I'm John. All right, so we're already in the middle of this. We're here at Twisted Spike. We have Brew Room? Is that Brew? Tap Room. Tap, tap room. room. Sorry. Oklahoma's yeah, like, so my, tap my brain already has not I been working I see where you're going tonight. with that. Brew Room, because the brewery oh. is as large as the tap room. Yeah. Thank you. So the overall complex is like a brew room, Maybe. So we're drinking in the tap room, looking into the brew room. Sorry, we just got Noel just brought us some popcorn, and we're already sampling and, the beers here, and the lots of lots of beers. And we've already been given a, a tour by um, owner and brewmaster Bruce Sanchez. Yes, sir. Thank you, Bruce. Great to have you yes. guys. Yeah, um, tell us a little bit about uh, so is what has to be a dream come true for you here, right? Well, actually, quite a, oh. quite a huge dream come true. Yeah. Um, I've been a home brewer for 25 years. Um, I was brewing beer um, before a lot of even the craft brewing revolution started on the east and west coasts because I considered Oklahoma the beer desert 25 years Man, ago. It really was indeed. And a friend of mine introduced me to a, his first home brewed beer that he did in his kitchen. And it took me about a microsecond to say, <laughs> you do this in your house, show me. And my first beer was a, a Laglander Light kit. Laglander Light. It was a, a Belgian blonde mm. kit beer. And Kit beer, it's like you like buy, buy all the things. Yeah, you, you, okay. you buy a can of malt extract and some pelletized hops and a three-paragraph instruction on how to put all that together. <laughs> You know, $50, $60 worth of buckets and hoses. And then I collected Grolsch bottles because I drank a lot of Grolsch back then okay. even. I had, you know, 15 cases of Grolsch bottles. Now those are the ones that have the... The ceramic flip top. Yep. Again, the green glass. Yep. And I would fill those and refill those with all my little home brews over the years. And then I got it and made my first kegerator back in the 90s. <laughs> I started out with that's one. A, that's a rite of passage right there. Yeah, I started out with one tap, and then over, you know, my kids were all being born at that time as mm. well. So when you're, when you're a new dad and your beer budget is very, very small, right. you do what you have to do. <laughs> and to you just make, make your, it yourself. You make it yourself. You make your taps. You make your tap handles. You do everything. It's, everything is a DIY project. You, I've, I've, I've been in... And a couple of instances where the the extra refrigerator has been sitting around and the light bulb goes off on someone's head. And it's like, this is going to be a kegerator. I can use that. <laughs> All I got to do is drill a hole right here, take these shelves out, and then the next thing you know. Yeah. When my hot water heater went out at the house, mm-hmm. I made sure that when I replaced it myself, I teed into it because that closet was some day going to be used as a second water source and the uh, little garage yeah. brewery. 
And did it? Absolutely, it did. I and I used, I teed off my home heater when that happened as well. So my homebrew system in the garage was all with uh, quick di- quick disconnect, natural gas fired, ninety thousand BTU burner. <laughs> And those are the auspicious beginnings of Twisted Spike Brewery. Yes. <laughs> and you had to move it all here because your house burned down later. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> no. Um, the occasional beer shower always ensued, whether it was during uh, counter-pressure bottle filling or keg transfer. I thought you were going to tell me you, like, teed off your kegs into your you shower line so you could actually take day. a shower. That would be amazing. <laughs> Just yeah. drink it. Oh, yeah, the beer shower. That should be a feature of Twisted Spike. <laughs> Yeah, when you when you forget to close a valve, or when you close a valve and are trying to clean out your system with air and wondering why that 70 psi isn't moving anything, until that hose fails and sprays beer all over you, that's another way to get another beer shower. <laughs> that's also one of those ways that uh, you experience the amazing mistakes that uh, you pick up along the way that then turns you into a master brewer. That's how and you this, learn. That's and how you learn. Is, as you were telling us earlier, the largest tap room in the state. Yes. Um, I think you gave us the dimensions. The tap room itself is 50 feet wide by 150 feet? It's 25. 25. Oh, tw- okay. 25 so the whole building by, itself is 50 right, then. Right. Okay. So you now not counting the bathrooms or mm-hmm. the back storage, we've got a 3,500 square feet of tap room. And, of course, we're, we're sitting up here in the front by the bar, and there's uh, windows where you can actually look into... Um, uh, the brewery room and see the large tanks. And they've got the, what do you call these things? Those aren't train cars, but they're, they're shipping, shipping, containers shipping containers that kind of, you know, mirror image the shape and size of the, of the tap room. Yeah. There's a lot of shipping container yeah, in here. A, it actually took me a few minutes to realize that the theme. bar itself yeah. was. Yeah, well, The architects came up with the original concept of floor to ceiling glass to see all the nice cool stainless and a shipping container since we were in this transportation because, theme. Because you look out the front right now and you see the railroad tracks. Yeah. So, yeah, we're basically, we're at 10th. Is this? Um, this is 1 Northwest 10th Street. 1, one Northwest 10th Street. You can't so, get any closer to the tracks. So this isn't an instance of being on the wrong side of the tracks. It's track on. So <laughs> On track, I think. On, on track. track. It is on well, track. Well, there's that, um, oh, who was that guy with the? Beaver House joke. Oh, that was Mitch Hedberg. I yeah, was Mitch Hedberg. Today. Yeah, that shit's like on. Yeah. So uh, the concept for the shipping container for the bar was all theirs, uh, and they wanted to get, see if we get uh, a thirty-foot shipping container. So when I started to source all the materials, they make tens, twenties, and forties. They don't mm-hmm. make thirties. So myself and a plasma cutter. And my That's a lot helper. of plasma cutting. Yeah, we did it. Yeah, we, we, yeah. You can rent some heavy-duty plasma cutters pretty easily. Oh, I so see. You've got a seam out, here in the middle, yeah. And then we mashed it. Oh. Uh, cut it. Cut eight feet out of the middle, mashed the ends wow. together. Because to get them in here, they had to come in separate pieces. That was before this center wall was here. It was before we had even filled in the, the drains and all the plumbing. And the tanks were over in the corner, still horizontal. We hadn't stood the tanks up yet either. And myself and a friend of mine with two forklifts brought each one of these containers in and took an entire weekend to place them. Because when you remove one wall out of a shipping container, 
various things happen to the center of gravity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they weigh 5,200 pounds. And my, my forklift over there, as beefy as it is, is a 6,000-pound forklift. So you get, that cent- you get that center of gravity out over those six-foot forks, and you're moving around these shipping containers, and when you stop, once in a while, the back end comes up a little bit and then settles <laughs> down. So it's kind of on the ragged edge. A little bit of adrenaline rush. Yep. It's like, am I, t- am I going over? Am I going to go over? No, <laughs> sweet. We didn't go over. So when did you when did you open your doors here? December first uh, of sixteen. Sixteen, okay. Uh, we on uh, SB four twenty four day. Mm-hmm. The brewery side was permitted, but I didn't have the tap room side done because that kind of snuck up on us sure. on four twenty four. So as well as the able commission started backpedaling on whether we were going to be able to have our own tap rooms. So that was a very tense couple months before four twenty four actually went in. Um, the whole craft beer um, folks in town, you know, we all rallied together. We had every yeah. brewery represented up in yeah, the awesome. Able Commission. There was a um, bus tour of some kind yeah. taking people around. And then when, they, when it actually came out, there was several tours. You know, Okinawa organized mm-hmm. uh, their a, bus tour. Yep. And I couldn't serve beer here because it wasn't a licensed premise yet. But since I could have a private party wherever I wanted, yeah, my good friends go. at the Indian Motorcycle Shop <laughs> were host hosted my Perfect. open house party. Yeah, that's so great. We did a tour, showed everybody all the cool stuff, showed them a pretty much empty storage area that was to become mm-hmm. the tap room, and then we all went and drank at Indian Motorcycle and looked at cool motorcycles. And looked at motorcycles. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. And that's kind of awesome to come over here because you've got um, Black Magic tattoo. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And then the motorcycle shop. Well, and you can't. The brew room. You got railroad tracks. Oklahoma I mean, I'll say you can't mention Black Magic Tattoo without talking about Oklahoma Shirt Company. Yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. And that's yeah. on the other side of the tracks. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Dragon Yoga. I'm not right. familiar with Dragon Camps. Yoga. Yoga Studio right across the street. Camps. Camps. And two blocks down will be Prairie's new tap room. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, what is that? <laughs> That's crazy. So I'm, they're on 8th and the railroad tracks. I think uh, Vanessa House has been looking around this area, or maybe somewhere a little west of here, because they're trying to figure out where to go. Your brewery crawl. We, yeah, brewery we Before, crawl. you know, in December, I was talking with Scott White, who had just recently purchased Controlling Interest of Mustang. He was negotiating to go into the Java Days building right there on 9th mm-hmm. Street. Yeah. So it would have been us, Mustang on 9th, Prairie on 8th. That's a, we were going for all kinds of... You know, we're going to petition the city to redistrict. Brewery the, be the burn district. Brewery be the burn district. Yeah, Mustang's yeah. not going to happen from what I've heard. So, but, yeah, Mustang. But not, Mustang is not going to happen. So yeah. if anybody else is interested in the job of Dave's, yeah. <laughs> Earl yeah. Neighbors is, would really like to retire off to the island somewhere and sell that building. Now you can't blame him. Um, I was saying Mustang was um, the first local brewery that I became familiar with around here about... Yeah. 10 years ago, mm-hmm. I think. As a matter of fact, I used to have uh, the one church key I always carried around. That was a, yeah. It was in the shape of a Mustang. <laughs> it was a pretty big church key. And I I literally wore that thing on my keychain until I until the metal wore out and it just fell off of my keychain. Um, we had gone to, I think there was uh, some kind of beer festival in like the parking lot yeah. of a motorcycle shop and more or something like that. 
Um, and we had got together with some buddies and made our pretzel necklaces mm-hmm. and showed up at this event. And it, it was literally just a bunch, it was probably 15 tents in this parking lot. I think KRXO was there. Um, and walked in, and we were the only people that were wearing the pretzel necklaces. Because I've been to, you know, Great American Beer Fest in Denver. So I'm like, I know how to beer festival. Hey, you know I've done your first this. rodeo. Right. <laughs> so we go walk in, and it was like, where'd you get those pretzel necklaces? And it's like, we, we made them. Like, you could sell those for like 10 bucks. It's like, give me 10 bucks. <laughs> 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 um, but of course, now we have the, you know, beer Correct. festival here in the Cox Convention Center, and people all wear their pretzel necklaces there. <laughs> yep. Were you involved in that this year? Oh, yeah. This is our second one. We okay. we did our absolute first launch a year ago uh, at the Oklahoma Craft Beer Fest. Um, and the, we were, I was still doing things in 15-gallon in batches then, mm-hmm. pre-licensed. Um, when, you, when you're pre-licensed, you can give all the beer away you want <laughs> at those kind of events. And who doesn't like the person giving away free beer? Yeah, yeah they were welcome pretty much anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I like you. Yeah. <laughs> So, and last year was our second one. We've done Hop Jam. We've mm-hmm. done uh, Bio Brew Fest a couple years. We've done um, Zoo Brew a couple oh, years Zoo, as that well. Is, that's a cool event, right? We'll be at that's the actually one of those few Mesta times. Fest is coming up. We're going to do it. Yep. I guess oh, that nice. is coming up, isn't it? But then it we is. have the Craft Beer Festival Summit. The Summit. The Craft Beer Summit. It's a very key word. Summit. August fourth. August fifth. Fifth oh, mountain. Fifth. fifth. Right. Where I, you know, we were promoting that the first time I met you guys. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's right. What happened? It got well, it, the it ice was winter weather. Ice, ice happened. Right. Well, winter. ice was supposed ice to happen. Ice was supposed to happen. Yeah. Nothing happened. Yeah, Snowmageddon did not happen. Didn't happen. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I went. I went driving down 16th Street that afternoon, and there was there was just there was nothing. There was nothing. Yeah. It's like so, all of this could have been going on right here. Yeah. I actually wanted to go to that. I was kind of disappointed. I was yeah. Really disappointed. Oh, it was it, it it burned a lot. I mean, there was a lot of people that put a lot of work yeah. into yeah. that leading up to that day. Yeah. And it's yeah, rescheduled. It's disappointing. Rescheduled. Just and now rescheduled at the but Tower Theater. The it's going to be the first event at the at the reopened Tower Theater. Yep. Yep. It was just things happen for a reason sometimes. Yeah. That's a hell of a way to kick off the Tower Theater reopening. Yep. Yep. So first time having Twisted Spike beers. Okay, yes. yeah, so yeah, this is the first time. Yeah, I say we've got all this beer in front of us. <laughs> We're looking yeah. at about. So the first thing that I drank was um, the barrel age um, black snake over here. Black over here. or the black snake? Yes, there it is. So this is the barrel. It is a Russian imperial stout. Uh, this is the description that they have written here. Pours ebony black with a dark brown head. The aromas of dark roasted malts, chocolate, and alcohol prepare you for this substantial beer. I like that. It is a substantial beer. Yep. It was modeled after one of my first Great American Beer Fests I went to. I got to meet a lot of the really first pioneers, you know, Garrett Oliver. I got to sit down with Garrett Oliver for a half hour. He was sitting at the booth. And one of my favorite beers out of uh, the Brooklyn Brewery is their black chocolate stout. Okay. So we got we were talking recipes. I'm talking recipes with Garrett Oliver saying, all right, and percentages, how you normally gauge that kind of stuff. Various beers have typical amounts of different percentages of different types mm-hmm. of malts. And that black chocolate stout, you know, you can either have a Russian pearl stouts have a, a range within themselves. They can be really, really super roasty mm-hmm. or really, really super chocolatey or anywhere in between. And that black, the Brooklyn black chocolate stout is very much on the on the chocolate side. 
I love that beer. So I was talking with him and asking him about what percentage of chocolate malt goes in that beer. And it was, you know, 20 questions. Well, you tell me how much you think that is, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Home Brewer. So I started, I didn't, you know, want to seem too outrageous. So I gave him like a, an 18% number. And he gave me the thumbs up of no more. And we, we got all the way up to 30% chocolate malt. Whereas a typical Russian Imperial Stout will have between 8 and 12%. Okay. So it's triple the amount of chocolate amount, which makes it taste so chocolatey. Right. And I tried to recreate that as a home brewer at 30%. I just couldn't do it. It was just uh, the either the malt that I was buying was, wasn't right out. It wasn't super fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, it always came out too acrid. It was just, it was just too acidic burnt tasting, yeah. even for the chocolate malt. And I worked mine up, my recipe up to about 18 or 20% to where I was like, all right, this is, I'm, I'm super happy with this. We're going to just go with 18%. So there's 18% chocolate malt in that. And it's uh, 10% alcohol. It is a 10% alcohol beer. I call them, those are one of my, one of my big girl beers. <laughs> big girl beer. <laughs> well, and you were telling me earlier, you've got the, this other beer, the holy Belgian beer? Quadruple, the yeah. holy beer. The holy beer. And that's the one that you'll do the combo pour on? Yes, we'll do a between the Holy Beer, which is a which is a very similar st- style to a, a Saint Bernardus App Twelve mm-hmm. or Chimay Blue. Yep, um, that is a Belgian quad. So when you blend, I love doing stuff like blending beers in the tap rooms because that's what kind of fun you can have in tap rooms situation. So we, me and my sons, were are as are help me out here quite a bit. And one night we were just here, like all right. We're going to start blending all these beers to see which ones come out the best. Hell yeah. And our best blend was by far a 50-50 holy beer, black snake. And you call it the holy snake. It's the holy snake. The holy snake. And, and totally. So it would be kind of like comparable like a black and tan. True. I, the black and tan, um, I attempted that with our milk stout and uh, the, the first version of the pale ale. Um, pale ale, the gravities weren't the right, so it didn't work, but we made a... Another blend of the holy beer, where the, actually the holy beer has ended up on top. So we had the dark on the bottom and the lighter on the top. Oh wow! Which was like you kind of look at that. What? That's backwards. That's but it was delicious. We're still drinking it. <laughs> Absolutely. It's kind of like a religious thing, you know. You got the holy, like beer, and then like the evil snake and Satan. There you go. You know that, there you the go. So is that a milk stout there still, or are we? This yeah. one here looks yeah. like a milk stout to me. Oh, thank you. And I think I've already drank or finished off two of them over here. Yeah, he's hoarding those. <laughs> yeah, I love like milk stout. Stouts are, are my favorite beer. Milk stout, whiskey stout, and all of them. Bourbon barrel aged stout. So I could, I could just take all of these and drink. So these little glasses that you're, the, these flights of beer that you're serving us in, these make me think of the, the types of glasses that you get at like the Great American Beer Festival. Except they're not plastic. It's a four Except, ounce, a four ounce taster. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we could just drink these and then stack them up, make it like a pyramid out of them. Huh? And do what? You I don't know, it? just build something out of them. I just feel <laughs> industrious. Yeah, it must have a lot. I was going to say this earlier when we were talking about the room. This is a very DIY. The whole thing is because, yeah. like, you're telling us you you pretty much did DIY the whole thing. Right, right. I'm st- I'm still an electrical engineer for the FAA. I can retire from my day job in two and a half years. So, when you start off as a home brewer with limited 
with limited budgets and with an engineering background, I like figuring stuff out. And I like doing stuff with my hands. I like tinkering with stuff, which plays into brewing ridiculously. Um, I started, you know, back a long time ago, I called myself Oklahoma's first beer evangelist. That that is a great title to give oneself. I, 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 my subtitle was beer B. evangelist. I was the B. with the holy beer and everything. Bruce Sanchez, B.E. Because yeah. <laughs> too many of the guys I hung out with, we were all P.E.s too. So I had to do the B. Oh, B.E. P.E. M.B.A. Well, yeah. and then and then you also said that the the holy beer itself has been blessed, right? Yes. Um, so then you could continue that yourself with other breweries come around and bless the, beers the whole name of the holy beer is all of most you know you brew for so long every one of these beers has been tweaked on and played with by me and it has a story behind it the holy beer actually um, a friend of mine would go to belgium quite often with a doctor friend of his they were in orthopedic sales uh, he would take his his orthopedic surgeon to belgium for conferences and such i talked him into going to west veteran one year and he got there, and I'm trying to coach him on, okay, so you're going to this monastery for, like, the holy grail of beers. There's some protocol here. Don't worry about it, Bruce. I got this. Me and my doctor friend, I don't know which one of them had a bigger ego, but they were just going to walk up into, you know, West Vleteran at St. Sixtus and, and bring home some of the West Vleteran 12 just because they thought they could. So when they actually had to go through the experiments and, you know, knock on the door and open the slider comes open and they say who they are without a West Vleteran 12 beer order reservation. Yeah. No beer for you. (laughs) (laughs) But there's a store on the other side of of the monastery where you can go purchase one or two six packs from there. So my friends went over there and bought bought a couple six packs of West Vleteran 12 saw a little old lady going back into the West Veteran to retrieve her order. And they see her walk out with a two-wheel hand truck and three cases of West Veteran 12. <laughs> so surely they can go talk this lady and talk her out of a couple beers. She was with her grandson. She didn't speak They're any... definitely ego tripping at this point in time. <laughs> so she, they go to talk to this lady. She doesn't speak any English. Her grandson was with her. And grandson tells her what the these two Americans would like to pry some of those West Vleteran twelves out of her hand, and she went off. <laughs> and my friends asked, "Well, what is she saying?" She's like, "You don't want to know, sir. <laughs> Let's just say no. Let's just say <laughs> no." So they were. Beer blocked, beer blocked by by the grandma. <laughs> beer blocked, and uh, so they consumed one of the tw- six packs on their train ride back from West Vleteran to the hotel. And he overnight FedExed me another nice six pack of the West Vleteran. Sent it to the office. My wife worked for him. My wife Donna worked for him at the time. Yeah. He gave her a call and said, "All right, Donna, holy beer's on the way." So my Belgian quad was you know patterned after that back and so it has always since then been the holy beer the holy beer so logistically you you bring a catholic priest in here on a regular basis i'm assuming yes the first batch was blessed by father brian ketterer in the tulsa diocese friend of mine that uh i've bottled beer at at prairie back with him when i was repairing chase's labeling machine they were bottling the magnums of either the second uh, i think it was the second anniversary magnum so i met brian then and we hit it off and um i was like 
he's got to be the one that uh, blesses the first holy beer. And not too shortly after that, one Sunday, I've been open on Sunday since we started, open seven days a week till 9 p.m. Um, the gentleman came in right at noon uh, or one o'clock on Sunday when we were open. Uh-huh. One o'clock Sunday afternoon, he orders a holy beer. I was like, I like this guy already. <laughs> um, and I didn't notice that he was all dressed in black. So we just kind of, I was a younger guy, just started talking. And he asked me but why. You didn't did notice I, the dude that comes in by himself at 1 p.m. on a Sunday ordering the holy beers dressed all in black? <laughs> it was Sunday. It was early still. Okay. Was it Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> there you go. Take the edge off afterwards. So okay. he, he asked me, so why'd you have to go to the Tulsa Diocese to get a priest to come? Bless the holy beer. I was like, well, he's a friend of mine. He hands me his card. Father Lance Warren from St. James just on 18th Street. It was a shakedown. <laughs> I got shakedown. I got shakedown by Father Lance Warren. This is his territory. Yeah. He will be blessing the beers here. So Father Lance has been blessed. He, ble- he, ble- he blessed. He just recently blessed batch three a couple weeks ago before I went into kegs. That's awesome. So look at that. Look, your beer is guilt-free. Absolutely. It is guilt-free. Also, it can kill vampires. And kill vampires. You need to have a baptismal put in up here and always keep some beer in it so that when we do have just like, t- oh, vampires, What is that, what is that thing they it? call it, the front of the church with the holy water where you do your... Yeah, oh, that. What's that? Dais. What is that? The da- yeah, the dais. Yeah. Oh, I like Catholic and I, I don't know what, what the font. The font. There you go. It's the, it's the yeah. holy water font. Like in uh, Lost Boys, when yeah. they go and dip their squirt guns in it so that they can shoot the holy water out of their squirt gun at the vampires... So I think you should would, just have one of those at the front of yours. Absolutely. Absolutely. Either that or get a Catholic church to put the holy beer in instead of the holy water. <laughs> I like at that. I like that. You could have the holy beer in like a little dais. Just like take it, sip it. I think some people might have Rums. some problems with this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't do that. Form or fashion. Part of the, one of the, uh, we're having the barrel aged portion servings at the, at the, at the uh, summit. And, um, there will be barrel-aged holy beer at the Craft Beer ah, Summit. Nice. Take yes. drink. This yes, is my beer. Be. Brewed for you. <laughs> yes, there will be. <laughs> this is my blood. <laughs> uh, so just to go over, so, so we've we've also so we've been talking about the Russian Imperial Stout. That's the Black Snake, the Belgian Quadruple. That's the holy beer. There's also the classic American Pell-L. Like, give it. So this is called the Tenth Street Pell-L. I, give us an idea of some other well-known Pell-Ls that people may have had. Sierra Nevada Pell-L. Okay. Uh, brilliant pale ale, craft, Dale's craft pale, pale ale. ale. Dale's, Dale's pale, pale ale. ale. Okay. Got a shout out for for Dale's. I actually had a Dale's pulled off the canning line at one of the G, one of my GBF trips uh, before. Did you go up to Lions? Linden, and, yep. Yeah. Oh, it's in. Uh, or is it not in Lions anymore? Or? It is in Longmont. Longmont. Okay. So right. Had I it not been in tour. Lions at one point in time? Not sure. Okay, maybe it's always been in Longmont. Maybe one of their smaller facilities. Their big, visi- the newest big, big facilities okay. there in Longmont. So we used got- to smell Longmont from my apartment back in the day when I lived up there. <laughs> Le- a lot of left hand goodness going on up yeah. there. <laughs> well, this is just the cow shit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is not something that you wanted to smell. Ooh, the is- prevailing yeah, wind like, bonus. What's that smell like? It's Longmont. Left hand, man. They- that was it. Was the left hand milk stout that made me fall in love with milk mm-hmm. stouts? Mm-hmm. Now I'm like when. It's an excellent was, shower beer. Was, was this brought it, for me? An excellent shower night. Is that, is no, that a holy is, snake? Yeah, this, 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 that might be another milk stout. This looks yeah, like a milk that's stout. That's the one you handed back in the night. Oh, uh, then let me try this that. Is, this is the holy well, snake. Well, here, you try it, but let me finish it. Aw. I think that would only be fair. 
So this is the black snake. That is the black snake. So now I, um, that's the holy snake. Holy snake. You're serving us flights, so yes. you can come in and pick any four beers or. Yep, you can make your own, classes. make your own flights. Make your own flights. So we we have pretty much. I I was my epiphany beer was Belgian beers. I've always had an affinity to Belgian beers, and so here, uh, half American, half Belgian inspired beers. Mm. So our our golden spike is a saison with ginger, fresh ginger and black peppercorn. Saison. My um, dirty blonde Sanchez, which is a dirty, <laughs> which is I love in, that name. In this room. And in my home, since it was in, is conceived, was the Dirty Blonde Sanchez. Right. I have officially been censored by the Tax and Trade Bureau. Oh, and what? our labels are Dirty Blonde. Yeah, you can't have that reference on there. That's crazy. Oh, no. Wow. Yep. Official censorship is taking place. Official. You were officially censored. I was officially censored. I mean, to America, go freedom. <laughs> but explain to most people what that is if they don't already have some kind of twisted mind. I mean, did you know, was there not a hey, loophole? Sanchez? Google it. Was there not a loophole because it was <laughs> your last home. name? They, they weren't like, buying ah, that's it. My, what are you talking about? It's Dirty yeah. Blonde and my last name Sanchez. What the yeah, hell? Yeah, they're like, yeah, no. Because they can. They, this, oh, is well. the, this is the it impressive a, state that we letter. live in. It's like, mm, you get, you, before labels are approved, you've always got this government. bouncing back and forth of change this, so make this already, bigger, make can, this smaller. I can already imagine this this office with the, the, the drab rows of cubicles and somebody sitting at the... Somebody just Jenga. lost a giant Jenga game. <laughs> and uh, one of the lowly employees seeing this uh, application coming across, they're like, uh, I should probably go show this to my supervisor. <laughs> they walk uh, it down the hallway and knock on the door, and next yeah. thing you know, Sanchez is not on the label. Yeah, they probably permanently have uh, burned into their video screens mm-hmm. the. Uh, they probably burned out all the words. They probably <laughs> I, think, out the- I think just for fun, you should change the name of Twisted Stash to Twisted Stash Ride. <laughs> And see if that will go through. <laughs> Make that the, the bourbon barrel age. Stash ride. Stash ride? Yeah. And you're like, no, no, it's all about trains. Train ride, you know, yeah. spikes, trains. Hey, and, 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 yeah, that, that's, that's doomed. That, that'll be doomed. So uh, to try to get away with another one, change Twisted Stash to Twisted Mustache Ride. That's what I that's just, what just said. said. Oh, is it really? Literally, that's what I just said. Come on. I can't. I had to... He's on his phone and he's not paying any attention. So we've got, we've got, we've kind of got this other. Yes, I kind of just had a whole thing about it. So, um, starting Friday night, we participate in what's called the 48 hour film festival. Did I just, wait, I was just part of a twin stereo moment. Yeah. God, that's scary. Yeah. Usually that's a John Aaron thing. They'll be telling the same story to different people at the same time. I have a very important question though. Do you have to chug your beer if a train goes by? No. What's man? You do now. <laughs> okay, then if we're not More naming, if we're not the question was chugga, chugga, chugga. when 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 the trains go by, what beer specials do you have? Oh yeah, and I was like, uh, they go by every twenty minutes. None. <laughs> I figured this out. So, forget renaming Twisted Stash. You have an event called a Twisted Stash ride, <laughs> where when there's a train going by, you hook a hose up to the tap, you open it up, and somebody has to keep that hose Good in God. their mouth the whole duration of the train. And that's Twisted Stash Ride. They often stop. Yeah, that's oh, that's, that's, that's just the, twenty that's minutes. Just the, oh that's just the luck of the draw there. Yeah, I mean, from your standpoint, there's only a certain amount of Noon, beer. Noon three could be. and six, a little bit farther north is with the engine right. station. So they'll either they'll either change crews or change engines, and that train will be stopped 
on 10th Street for 20 solid minutes. That reminds me of this. So come to the Twisted Spike Tap Room at noon, three or six, and ask for a stash ride. (laughs) (laughs) Twisted stash ride. There was a story about a a train. It was was an engine, um, engine number nine. Engine, engine number nine. Down Chicago line. Sorry, I'm already buzzed. <laughs> but we're not even halfway through the lights. Well, that was 10%. Well, was that he, uh, that's right, you, you guys been chugging the this 10%. So here's an idea for the, another name for a beer, since you're right here by the railroad tracks. Because as a kid, and as a lot of us as kids that may have lived by railroad tracks, we go and put the penny on the track. Smashed oh, penny. So smashed penny or flattened penny or something like that. That could be another, another beer another name. name? We are looking for a name for the new Belgian wit. Flattened Penny. J-Train. <laughs> J-Train. This is, J- this is J-Train. That's my nickname that I made Introduce up myself. They haven't introduced Oh, that's true. Here. I'm Jacob. I'm a friend of Wafty. I work with Aaron. Uh, I think, An avid drinker. I think the others like me. I think John he just came, he just came along for the mustache yeah, rides. Yeah. For the mustache rides. <laughs> I just like to see you because every time I see you, I like saying J-Train. Of course. He also looks All like aboard. Steven's older brother. Yeah, yeah kind of. Yeah, well, he found out... Uh, that we have some things in common. Yeah, they found yeah. out that they dated the same girl. Uh, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> My and brother they, listens to this show. So. It is Oklahoma yeah, City. Yeah, you know, it's two awkward. degrees in Oklahoma City. At least I'll know for sure if he still yeah, listens to Yeah, but Brent lives in Tulsa. They were Eskimo bros. <laughs> Eskimo. Okay, I, I mean, I you're know. even wearing an OSU oh, hat, yeah. so, I mean... It's a good thing you hit the big beers first. I know, right? So you, you went right past the Saison, uh, right past I, the Colts. I hit him again and again. Well, I mean, whenever whenever I saw that Black Snake up there, oh, I mean, it, it did not take me long to realize that that would be the one that I like. Go I, mean, to. I, I know what I like. Yep. You know? yep. I was trying to stay light, but I really want those dark beers because I love them. No, I would, I would understand staying light if maybe we were sitting outside where it's 900 degrees and a million percent humidity. But this is where I feel it outside. <laughs> like, even though I'm in the air conditioning, I feel the oppressiveness of the outside. That's the no, beauty of an air conditioned tap room. Man, an air conditioned tap room where you're always more than welcome to get hammered on a milk stout. <laughs> so, you've got future plans for a kitchen. Yes. Um, Why? Because that is kind of a natural evolution for craft beer. Um, you, you want to have people. Having beer and filling their stomachs at the same time so they have another beer. It's economics that's driving the food. So if you come in and have a beer, great. If you come in and have something to eat, you're going to have another beer. Right. So yeah, yeah. Uh, bar, you know, a lot of taproom food is has always been, okay, now we have all this access to great beer. We can combine the great beer in the food. Enhance both sides of the house. Have some, you know, nice pretzels with some, you know, pale ale mustard. So you're, yeah. you, you just have, it's a, it's a natural progression. You know, and nothing, yeah, cheeses and meats. I was about to say, finger foods. I'm already thinking about dirty blonde cheese. Yeah, well, tomorrow night, yeah. over, over, your, over your left shoulder on this side, right shoulder on that side, um, Katie is setting up for an yep. oyster event tomorrow. What? That's what that's for, is oysters? Nice. I like oysters. I was going to ask you what this table, this is sea gypsy is. Right. She <laughs> is from the west, uh, penin- western peninsula of, of Washington. What? And she is dating one of our bartenders. <laughs> and she started her own business. Her family is in the oyster business on the west coast. She flies in oysters daily. 
She needs to come over here. And over here. we beer, we pair Aaron's West, her. West Coast e- oysters. With That's our beautiful. Beers. That's beautiful. Yeah, come over here. Come on in, Katie. Oh, Introduce yourself. Oh boy. <laughs> All right, I'm uh, I'm Katie Gibbons. I'm originally from Olympia, Washington. Uh, my family farms all sorts of different types of shellfish, um, but one of our biggest products is called the Capital Oyster, and I get them flown in fresh for all of my different events. Wow. Um, I just started doing business in March, um, and I moved here for training purposes. There's an Olympic Training Center for rowing. Yep. Um, so I train there twice a day, every day except Sundays, and do this on the side to make money that is nice. incredible yeah my company is called sea gypsy it's a catering company so i do public events okay. like this at breweries wineries um farmers markets and then i also do catered events like weddings and corporate parties and whatnot and so what are you going to be serving tomorrow the yeah i'll be serving the capital oysters from okay. my family's farm tomorrow um you can buy three a half dozen or a full dozen the prices are eight dollars 14 and 28 um, oh and they're and on the half shell. And raw. you're, you're serving yeah. them on the half shell yep. here? Yeah, on the half shell what? here, raw. And then so, I do some citrus with them as well. So, so I, Dirty I have some blonde that... oyster shooter. Yeah. Wait, say that again? Dirty blonde Sanchez oyster okay. shooter. Uh, it's really good. That's our favorite one with the oysters. We're going to do that. Have you had the, the wit? Yeah. Have you tasted the wit? Belgian wit? This will be just as good as the dirty blonde shooter. It says orange, banana. Some that'll clove be nice. yeah, that'll be really with nice the sweetness with of the oyster. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. I look welcome. forward to having yeah. those oysters. For sure. It's yeah. going to be a fun I event. I think I'm going to have to come. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I'd love to see you guys there. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, thank, thank you, you guys. Kate. Yeah. Do I need to drink? Nope. Mm. Just drop the mic. <laughs> She's done. <laughs> you can drop the mic after making an announcement like that. So, the oysters, oysters here great, That's a great pairing yes. of food and beer. Like, I guess by the time we you're hearing this, we'll have already had the oysters. Yeah. Uh, on Fridays and Saturdays, we have food trucks. So this Friday, we have Jamaican Thunder. So oh, yeah, we'll, have, we'll, have, we'll have jerk chicken, jerk ribs, oxtails, and be- rice and peas, man. Well, I love Delicious. some rice and peas. So what, about, what about fried country fritters? Anything? Has anybody served that around here at all? I haven't seen that. Okay. And then Saturday night... Um, we have a 40th birthday party going back on back in the event space, mm-hmm. and, and Fat Sosa will be here. Some of the best burgers. He, Who? Fat Sosa. Never. You have never had a Fat Sosa burger? No. no. Who is Fat uh, Sosa? He grinds, pork, he grinds five different meats for his burgers. Yeah? They're ridiculously delicious. He'll Can be here. Them? Like, hmm? got, got some ground chuck, maybe some pork. I know he's got, um, he's got pork belly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sirloin, uh, probably some regular ground, but and maybe some other pork. All five of these meats, oh, yeah, it's all mixed together. Wow, it's all ground together. Why, why is the name Fat Sosa? Because he is the one of the largest men I've ever seen. <laughs> like Big Ed. <laughs> yeah. You know, his name is just Sosa? His name is Sosa. Oh, okay. He goes by Fat, Fat Sosa. Sosa. I thought you he's were going to tell me he had probably, a little restaurant He's probably 6'5", about 420. He's part of the murder what? mafia. Jeez. He's a large man. The nicest, oh, one of the nicest human beings. Any great food. He is a large, large man. So we're... When he is makes this? When, when is he making Saturday. From, Saturday. Yeah, he'll uh, be here. We'll go. We'll have to come down here and get some while we're doing our 48-hour film race. Can we get him to go? Yeah, absolutely. We'll send somebody he'll down have the truck to get right burgers. outside. Oh, we'll uh, a lot of times when we have a smaller trucks like a parking lot party, Urban Taco, we can. They actually drive into the dock with, <laughs> in, within full view of everybody. 
They kill it when they like come in the dock. In here? Yeah, I open up the garage door. If they fit in, they come in. Otherwise, they're um, off in the parking lot. Or we pull them in front of the door and open up the door and let, let people park see. You a restaurant inside of your bar. Yeah. Yeah, he can do that. That's, that's genius. So is that, so that's the name of his food truck, Dennis. Yeah. So I've, I've, we have, I mean, we've been pretty familiar with all the food trucks. So I, it's kind of weird to hear about one, especially yeah. something that sounds great. Like right. oh, we've, these we burgers have, do. Oh, yeah. The, uh, we have. And he's from here in Oklahoma City? Yeah. There's actually been a couple of good food trucks launched recently. You got Rock and Rotolo just came online too. I haven't heard of that one. Uh, it's James from Bartender James. Is what? it really? Is it really? Yeah, he his girlfriend had this like old school Rotolo, which is like little lasagna rolls. Uh-huh. And they got a deal on a food truck and started a lasagna roll food truck. Rock and Rotolo. Mm. Mm. That is always a fun Oklahoma yeah. City game to play. It's like where is James now? Yeah. <laughs> Now he's in the food truck. truck. Yeah, we've had Hall's Pizza Kitchen here in the... I love some the, Hall's. What? Yeah. yeah. Um, I went and checked out their new spot recently. Mm-hmm. Their upstairs yeah, their brick and mortar. patio. Heck yeah. It was great. Yep. It was a fantastic place. Yeah. I, I have no idea. Yum Yum Bites brings their big old red truck right in the dock. I love that. But for the right oysters, nice she's sitting up right here inside by the bar. How yep. often do you plan... At on, least once a month we have Katie here. At least Katie once here. a month. Yeah. Is there a place where you where you put all this out on a schedule, or we can? It's all on the we. It's all on the Facebook. I, I, mean, we have, I have a pretty decent electronic presence between our Facebook page, our Twitter, our um, website, as well as the Instagram. Yeah, they're always so putting out events. On Twitter, yeah. Spike, I see that on Facebook. Yep. If you if you follow our uh, Facebook page well, or follow us on you, Twitter, you guys are promoting us mm-hmm. pretty well tonight. So this is true. Yeah. Yep. Thank you for doing that. that. Yeah. Thunderheads has been in here. We're doing a lot of cross promotion for Thunderheads. Some of the, some of the, some of those stuff. You know, it's, you know, there's a, a new media, yeah. and it's, it's so easy, and it's great for somebody that has zero budget for marketing. There you <laughs> go. It is. I, mean, I can type. I can type. I can hit the enter button. It's awesome. <laughs> so you do all your own social media. I do. I do the Facebook, the Twitter, and the web page. And my CFO, does, she's a big Instagram guru, so she handles all the Instagram stuff. So we come up with whatever we're going to post every other day, and we coordinate all our, our post blasts. Nice. Beautiful. <laughs> in, my, in my spare time. In my spare time. So, so you have this, um, I heard you refer to it earlier as the Twisted Spike Blue. Yes. Um, where does that come from? It's kind of, uh, it's not quite thunder blue. It's not quite turquoise. It's kind of in the middle. It's and the reason I say it's a little darker whole... than the Oklahoma blue. Right. It's the... a little bit, it's a, it's a similar, it's a very calming blue. It is a calming blue. And when we were doing a lot of our branding research, my wife um, would, go, would go up and down every liquor store beer aisle looking at black and red and green. Black and red and green. She's like, we're not doing black or, or green, red or green or red. We're not doing that. You know, yellow, a little too feminine. You know, different reds. You know, you can do two. Red can be overdone. So, she said, we're doing this color. And I said, okay. Well, it, it's like a, <laughs> a baby boy blue color, like uh, you know, on your cigars. Your your it's a boys. Mm-hmm. It's that it's that color. But I like. I like your containers here next to each other. They're red and green. Right. So, I mean, you've even got kind of complementary colors right there on the containers. Um, 
And then obviously there's some there's some local art around here. Yeah, my son actually projected the logo on the wall in the dock and traced it, painted it. Who came up with that logo? Um, Isaiah McKee is a local artist mm-hmm. that helped us to do all of our initial labels and logo. Um, he is, you know, we have 12 labels for our beers. Yeah, who did? Did he do all those? Yes, he did all those. All 12 of them. And then uh, my wife and a friend of, artist friend of hers, some of her art is uh, Sony, um, Sony Parsons. Mm-hmm. She has some of her art hanging up in here. She and my wife painted the tie-dye in Funky Town. And then my son made the mural in the back, all of the Oklahoma-inspired yeah, art here, in the yeah. back. The, fer- the Ferris wheel's on there. Right. So all of the, all, all of the Oklahoma recognizable mm-hmm. uh, monuments are in that, in that mural in the back. So, so you just mentioned um, Funky Town. What is in, tell us about that room and what's in there right, right. Now. That's The Funky Town is a separate brewing area that I've reserved for all of our barrel aging and all of our sour production. Um, I like. I started doing sours as a home brewer six years ago, five years ago, and I love them. And I like brewing stuff that I love, and, and I know other very people popular love them. Right now. And they're popular. They're just so ridiculously hard to and slow to produce that a lot of people don't do it. As well as they can also contaminate a lot of the, your regular beers because of the types of yeast that you use for those uh, actually don't mind swimming in their own excrement until there's no sugar left. <laughs> You. Most beers quit. That makes me want to drink the beer even more now. <laughs> most so beers, that's why the beer tastes like shit. <laughs> most sorry, sorry, most brewers yeast quit when they're swimming in 11% by weight. Okay. Well, sure, I mean, the alcohol excrement. kills it. I mean, the, right. they die. And these other yeasts that produce these things will continue to eat, continue to eat until there is zero carbohydrate left in anything. They keep the party going. Yeah. So a lot of times, if you'll get into a, an older uh, sour beer that is, has either been has, still has active culture in it, you'll have a gusher if they put the if they capped it or bottled it too soon uh-huh. because it'll keep on doing it. It'll create more carbon dioxide, and you'll get a gusher. Boom! Yeah, that'd be all bad, and you end up with. <laughs> Half an inch of beer of the $30 bottle of beer you just bought. Yeah, we should be wearing the rest of it, so yeah, you'll, be you'll, be, you'll smell awesome. Yeah, it'll smell great. <laughs> so that Funky Town, um, we do all of the, we do all, all of my uh, Bernamices and Pedicaucus and Lactobacillus, all my all my sour beer production will be back there in the in the barrels. And it's got, do you ever turn the disco ball on? Um, we kind of hung it temporarily okay. until we can get a motor up there so we can, uh, we'll, we'll spotlight it. We'll, we'll, we'll let that thing turn and make all that easy. I, mean, I might put a Gloria Gaynor loop on in the back, too. Yes, yes you will. So we need to funk it up back there as much as possible. If, if you're playing the song Funky Town back there on a loop with that disco ball on, I'll just pull up a chair and stay. <laughs> <laughs> it better be the name of the, the sour once it comes out. Funky Town. Funky Town. Funky Town. Well, Absolutely. it's a Funky Town. It's a whole line. It'll be, you know, it's a oh, series of Funky Town beers. Yeah. Um, when I, I've soured many of my my regular beers, the Holy Beer, I, I have soured it. It turns very much like a La Folie, uh-huh. a New Belgium La Folie. I renamed the, that Holy Beer Platform Soul. So it sounds like we might get a, a, a line of uh, disco named beers. Oh, yeah. Daisy um, Shades is another are. one. So can we get a can we get a Morris uh, Robin and uh, yeah black velvet jumpsuit is an, is, is my uh, blackberry sour 
It's a black belly. <laughs> Laser suit Larry. Yellow, yellow continent, a yellow continental is a, uh, a Brett C, 100% Brett C fermented sour. So got to keep it as much 70s hey, as we possibly can. If you're going to start naming sour beers uh, after disco names, I'm probably going to have to start drinking them. <laughs> I, mean, I, I like I like disco music. Yeah, yeah you're gonna have to come here. join us at the Marion Gardens for the last dance of the of the year for uh, disco night. Did you know they did that at the no, Marion? They no, do no. dance nights over there. Where, we like, did the an event at the, at the Crystal Bridge for the lyric the lyric uh, mm-hmm. when the their fundraiser big lyric yeah. fundraiser. We were there for. Do you, do you know where they have like the ice skating rink in mm-hmm. the wintertime? Mm-hmm. It's it's right there. Um, and so like the last one they did it was it was '90s dance party and they did like a lot of '90s hip hop. And it's free. Anybody can just go out there and you just, you just go dance. That's party. And the the last one that they're doing this year is going to be disco music. I, I can bring a disco ball. I can bring the disco ball. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you bring to... <laughs> bring your own disco ball. To disco- I have a smoke machine if you want some smoke. Oh, we're going to need that too. Can I borrow your smoke machine at Disco Ball? You're going to need to host some some disco dances in that oh, back room. Uh, when we do Funky Town releases... Yeah, we will have Funky Town releases. I, it was, if somebody plays the Bee Gees, I can hear it from like twenty miles away, and I just show up. <laughs> it's just magnet. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's just I'm like, like a moth to the signal. light, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just there. Well, in fact, we were wandering around once on uh, um, what is that street? Oh, Hollywood like, Boulevard. Hollywood Boulevard. And we accidentally end up on the BG Star. I was, we it was stopped. like John was drawn to it like a magnet. We were walking down the, the, the Walk of Fame, and we had stopped and we were looking at something, and I just happened to look down, and I'm standing on the BG Star. Like, they didn't each shit. get one? They all had to share one? Yeah, they had to share one. They each need their own. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, I mean, two of them are twins, so they're used to sharing anyway, and the other's <laughs> an older brother, so, you know. Is that why you like them? No. no. Well, they're fraternal twins, so well, it doesn't really count. And one of them looks yeah, fun. down with fraternal twins. <laughs> Those are the two that are also dead. So, ripping pepperonis. Wait, what? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't, worry. <laughs> All right. Don't worry, I got this. <laughs> well, well, I think we're going to wrap it up here. All right. We're Thank you for look- inviting us in. Yeah, yeah I'm looking so forward much, to Bruce. IPA Day as well. Ooh. Who isn't looking forward to IPA? So we'll uh, have we'll have five different IPAs on that wait, day. Is there a date set for that? Um, um, I believe it's August fifth is fourth as well. Oh, it's one of the, August well, 34th? August 5th is the beer summit. Summit. And so it's August 5th. It's August, August 5th. So then day after my birthday. Yours is the 4th then? Uh-huh. Let me see. Jacob's birthday's coming up, everyone. Ladies, What's your birthday? August 4th. August 3rd is IPA. It's a Thursday. So that's a Thursday. Yeah. Sandwich in between. So we'll have our, birthday, our West Coast IPA. I'll have the Belgian IPA. I have an East Coast IPA that we are cooking in the back right now. We have. We'll have. Is the, that the technical term for when you're cooking it up? You're cooking it up. Cooking it up. I thought they called it brewing, but okay. Yeah, we cook it up. <laughs> and I will probably uh, use my infusionator and uh, nice. infuse hops into the into the crew to hop it up. And I will also have a nitro. Our, our, I can't our wait straight for the nitro. IPA is it going to be on? I've got nitro. two half barrels of nitro Sun- IPA. Sunday, Sunday. I mean Thursday. Nitro. Um, so you guys, this is again. This, this is here off of Automobile Alley. You're at. Uh, I'm sorry, I waited so North, long to come visit. First Northwest Tenth. Uh, it's amazing. Right. Over Just here. down the street the, from Broadway Ten Sidecar. So yeah, I mean, you guys get out here. This is all. There's twelve, ten, twelve local beers here. 
um, like hyper local, like they're all Bruce's beers, like made yeah. right here. I mean, like you could talk to the guy that makes them. Come I in, see Bruce, see Noel. <laughs> they serve oysters sometimes. There's food trucks. The beer kills vampires. There's there's, yeah. there's two. It also baptizes your small children. There's yep. two it's copies small. of uh, copies. There's two Connect Fours here, so you don't have to worry about somebody bogarting the Connect Four because there's giant two. Jenga, Jen- which you heard Jenga. earlier. Someone Jenga. lose. I've actually there's seen some guys actually try to play chess and drink at the same time. There you go. Wow, that game's hard enough. Sober. <laughs> Did you know that within just the first four possible moves on a chessboard that there's like a combination of three billion moves just within those first four. Some trivia I learned the other day. That sounds exaggerated, but... No, it is is three billion. All right. Three billion. Something like that. Billion. With a B? With a Q. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There we go. Again, Bruce, thank you so much. Aaron, John, thank you guys. pleasure and an honor. Thank you. Excellent. And that's a wrap. You've been listening to The Wafty Show with Stephen, Aaron, and John. As always, we need to thank Joshua Path for the use of our theme song, Cement Truck, off the album Between Heaven and Jonestown, recorded by the magnificent Kurt PR. Kurt's Kurt's awesome. awesome. That is available on iTunes, CD Baby, and anywhere the internet can be found. Remember, as you go out to visit our local places and events, make sure you take care of those who take care of you. Tip your waiters, waitresses, bartenders, musicians, and artists. They're out there working hard for you. We come out with a new episode every Monday. You can find us on iTunes by searching We Apologize for the Inconvenience, where you can subscribe, rate, and comment. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Wafty Show. Facebook.com slash Wafty Show. We'll see you next week. I'll be free. Yes.